of the podcast is that we have no fucking clue what you're doing. I just hit right. record and then uh, pray that everything works. Uh, but hey, everybody, it's the Elemental Podcast. I didn't do my whole yeah, dumb song thing. I was, I was right. waiting for that for sure. <laughs> do, 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 do. It's the Elemental <laughs> Podcast, everybody. I'm fucking saying weird shit to myself, not saying anything. But uh, it's me, your boy, Steve McAllister. Uh, with me, as always, uh, not always. With me is very infrequently Mr. Uh, the one and only Mr. Matt Harper. Hey. Of Matt Harper Art. Yeah. On TikTok. I need to have you stop pitching that, by the way. Why? It's, it's worked 0% of the time. Uh, at this point, I could have you offer to just give things away to people. Yeah. And I don't think they would respond at no. all either way. Uh, no one, just no one's hitting you up, period. And, and I'm not, once, since I started my job, I, I've just stopped creating things uh, altogether. Fuck jobs, know, man. Right? They're getting in my way. Yeah. They, they screw your creative uh, endeavors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I reach literally sixes of people. Sure. So I am disappointed that at least one out of the six <laughs> did not get a hold of you for something. Yeah. But uh, I'll keep pitching it. Maybe one day. Sure. One day, one person will be like, you know, I would like to commission you to uh, draw my dog. Yeah. And then you're like, I can't draw dogs. <laughs> Fuck. I've done a couple of those. And uh, during the holidays, it was pretty successful. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a job and it was something to do during sure. that time. And I... I feel like I probably got commissioned to do maybe 10 or 15 people's houses or something really? I got paid for. Yeah, so it was nice. Worth, it was worth the, the, you know, the attempt and everything. And I almost got lined up with a local bank that mm. wanted me to do home drawings for people who got new mortgages. Really? As like a gift from... Wow, from yeah. Home. Yeah. That's awesome. Didn't work out. But, oh. But, you know, it was They didn't option. want to pay or... Uh... It was just, I think, lost in the mix. I think someone who worked sure. there was like, I'm going to submit your stuff to them to see if they want to do anything with it. And then I just never heard back from anything. And... That's a great idea. Right? This is where... Okay, this is uh, Adam House. This is where I pitched <laughs> to you. Adam House, uh, you sell homes. So when you sell a home... Uh, get a hold of Mr. Matt Harper. That's Matt with two T's, extra T's for titties. Yep. Uh, get a hold of him, and then he'll draw the house, and then he can give it to the people who bought the house. How about right. that? Yeah. That's... I could, I'll make the little established in whatever year they bought the yeah. house. Yeah. It'll be a nice little housewarming gift. That's yeah. a, I, um, when you do my house, like mm-hmm. it's great. Like It sits in my kitchen. It's right there on the stove. I never would have thought of that as being like, Someone that you could pitch to or market yeah. to, and that's it. They came to me, like they saw my posts on Facebook when I was right. like, "Hey, does anyone's grandma want a picture of their house?" Basically, right, right. And they were like, "Whoa, this will work for this." And in fact, they had already partnered with another woman from Grand Rapids who was doing it for them. Oh, but she was severely overcharging them, and she oh. was taking forever to get the job done. Yeah, so you they, can't have both. Right, right. Yeah, if you're going to be good at it and take the time to do it well, right. you need to. Uh, not charge a ridiculous amount yeah. of money because yeah. otherwise no one's going to care or you just need to yeah. pump charge, them out. And get charge them. a lot, but do it fast. Yeah, yeah, or charge for shit and then you can take your time because right. you're like, oh, I'm charging five bucks. Right. Who wants a drawing of their house six months after they bought it? You know right, I mean? after the fucking arson had <laughs> right. happened. They burned it down. 
You're not after broke. They, they what lost it. Burn down the house. Ah. After they lose their job and lose it back to the bank, <laughs> and the bank just gets to keep a bunch of framed Flo- foreclosed house. <laughs> ah, shit. Fuck. What a memory to hang that on the house of their new apartment after they <laughs> lose their home. <laughs> Remember the house that we lived in for like three months? That was a sweet house. Yeah. Uh, but hey, uh, for the new listeners, uh, I doubt anyone listening is new. Uh, I'm Stu McAllister. I used to tell jokes for a living. I used to do social work for a living. Now I'm floating through life, legitimately floating through life. And uh, now you've caught up. That's what the podcast is. Yeah. It's me, me ranting, uh, me talking about uh, news of the day, weird news of the day, and occasionally guests. It's, it's uh, infrequent. But I love it when, when there is, I think, because it is infrequent. Yeah. So when I do have a guest, it's nice to have someone pop in. So uh, Matt Harbour today, I've known Matt. We've known each other at least a decade now, right? I Yeah, rough, real close to 10 years I've been doing stand-up. Yeah, so that yeah. would have been when so I first right met around that. Yeah. Matt was doing comedy. I was doing comedy. And we meshed, and, and, and there we go. So you uh, recently started a new job. Do you want to talk about that at all? Or I, I mean, I can, yeah. It's... Uh, I didn't have a. I got let go. There was a merger that happened between two companies, mm-hmm. and my job did not translate once that merger happened. So Crazy. I was offered a buyout or a severance or whatever you want to sure. call it. Yeah. Uh, and because I had been working there for 14 years, they yeah. gave me 14 weeks of pay off. Or nice. 14 weeks of pay in a lump sum. So I took full advantage of that and did not have a job for about five months. And then uh, decided I should probably start trying to find a job. And the first job I, uh, like, intentionally applied for thinking I might get it was this job. Nice. Uh, and it worked out. So I've basically done, I've done two job interviews in the last 14 years. And both of them were uh, successful. Wow. So That's yeah. crazy. I've had 14, 14 jobs, jobs in the last two years. Two years. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's pretty pretty much right on. Uh, I, uh, I can't keep jobs to save my life. Because I quit. I, I realized fairly quickly that I'm like, this job is shit, and then I get out. And I, I blame myself completely for it. Sure. And it's, I, I oh, do, it's all me. Like, I do enjoy the freedom, almost, I guess, of having a new job mm. that I could literally... I'm like, what's it going to do if I quit this job right now? Sure. Like, the other job I was in for 14 years, and I had a reason yeah. to stick around. But you this were vested. Job, yeah, this job I could be like, well, I don't want to work here anymore and just decide to go on to something else. And right. I don't plan on doing that, of course, but sure. there is that option, and it feels good. You are a, a you're a fucking an adult, <laughs> is where I am not an adult, and I do I make bad decisions, so that's good. So, so uh, but I work in now. I work in the cannabis related banking industry. Yes, which is insane that that even is a, uh, a category of job. Yeah, I'm not even really sure what that is. Sure, it's so federally, uh, cannabis is not legal. Yes, it is legal on the state uh, level. Yeah. Uh, which means we can have uh, production and grow facilities and dispensaries, but they don't have anywhere to bank federally. Uh, so it's a cash business. So it's a sure. lot of cash, a lot of stuff, which causes uh, a bunch of rules to happen. Anytime mm-hmm. someone's moving around that much cash, there's a lot of rules that they have to fall sure. under. And if you find a bank that will bank you, which my new job does, uh, there are just a bunch of extra hoops that have to be run through to, to make it all mesh, like gotcha. it should be legal. So I am part of that uh, mess that happens. So your bank saw an opportunity mm-hmm. and they're like, let's jump on this bitch quick sure. and make some cheddar. 
So basically, what I've what I've come to understand from this job, I don't know how accurate this information is or how up to date it is, but there were roughly seven hundred banks in the United States that would bank a cannabis business. That's a, a bit misleading, uh, in the sense that like if you just know a guy who works at a cannabis uh, dispensary, sure. Technically, if he banks at your bank, you are banking someone who's in the cannabis industry. So, gotcha. but they so they say roughly about three hundred banks pursue cannabis as an option they try to get more business from cannabis and dispensaries and so on uh so we are among that like 300 banks nationwide that that will actively pursue and bank people who are uh in the banking or in the cannabis industry now when uh one of the 14 jobs that i had over the two years was working for loomis the armored uh truck company and when i was going through training they for whatever reason, training at places are always dumb because they make you watch shit that has nothing to do with the job sure. that you're doing. And one of the things they talked about was like money laundering. And they talked about how if if the money smells like <laughs> drugs, that you weren't supposed to take it or you were supposed to report it or whatever. Yeah. And so when you were saying all of this stuff about how... Uh, banks had to be careful with stuff and yeah. a lot of money and whatever i'm like it, this was speaking truth to the training that i had that i when i'm watching i'm like going i don't deal with any of this shit yeah. i'm never stepping into a bank i don't give a fuck and there's actually ancillary businesses that are growing around the cannabis industry that are just dealing with transporting cash and like an armored like a like a privately owned armored truck service that you sure. can hire because you're literally moving you know thousands of dollars of cash between your dispensary sure. and a bank that's willing to take it and there's got to be some accountability for that so huh. there are businesses that have popped up just around transport of right. cash and things like that too uh but yeah it's it's a trip man it's a different thing to be involved in what is the culture like because you're meshing two kind of different uh, sure. uh, ideas about how to do things you get the very like stuffy finance culture and then you you bring in like these weed dealers right and yeah. probably aren't like i wear a tie to work yeah but it, but it has pot leaves on it like that's kind of like that's how it i works. thought you were by the end of the day i've taken it <laughs> taking off it up yes yeah. wearing it around my head no and it's not quite that uh so my my immediate supervisor my boss was very against cannabis as a life choice and uh -huh. as like a person outside of banking for a long time sure very square grew up very square didn't want, anything, didn't want anything to do with it when it became proposed to the bank they were like no i don't want anything to do with this but then eventually started delving into like the potential for fee income for the bank and then also the potential for the medicinal side of cannabis and how much it helps people who need to be helped by this sort of stuff and then now they fully embrace it and it's now a thing so much so that they've tried to pitch to management to get like a business card, like a, a bank, like a specific to our bank business card that refers oh. to, like that has a pot leaf in the logo. Right, right, right. And just to show that we are fully embracing the culture and right. stuff like that. So it, it is very much like our department. There's only four of us in the department sure. uh, have are very much set aside from the rest of like the corporate uh, ties and you're the redheaded stepchild, right? Like, sure. like in our office, there's like beads with uh, pot leaves sure. just hanging from the walls and stuff. Just stuff that we get from going to expos and uh, pitching our banking to these places. We go to like we visit those expo centers that have like the the cannabis expo of whatever, and really? then huh. uh, we'll go and set up tables and try to talk huh. dispensaries into coming on board with us and things like that. So, 
Well, I mean, what else do these guys do with their money? Like, they got that, they, they got to be thinking, like, okay, I, I have thousands and thousands of dollars. What right. am I going to do with it? Right, yeah. You either sit on a brick of cash in your back room as sure. just a mountain of cash and don't have anywhere to put it. Yeah. And that's what leads to, like, money laundering and things. Like, that's if you can't put it in a bank, you got to figure out some way to get it there. And I don't know why we're still doing that that way. Like, I don't know why we haven't cleared all of this and made it all legal and made everybody it, it'd just be so much safer for everyone involved uh there would be less break-ins to dispensaries there'd be less people trying to just nab you know as much cash as they can get so i'm surprised that people just aren't breaking into dispensaries in general just to steal the product right and i think a lot of them are heavily guarded and and locked down there's a lot of cameras on site and things like that so it's difficult to get away with that sort of stuff and i think uh it's not like a smash and grab situation. It's pretty heavily regulated. I don't know. I mean, I don't think you've ever been inside. I it. don't listen. I'm a square dude. <laughs> I'm like your boss. Uh, other than like, I don't care if anybody else sure. does it. It's just it has never been for me. So yeah, I've never stepped in a dispenser. Okay. Have you ever touched the stuff? I can't remember if you yeah. mentioned. <clears throat> I have. The last time I did was a relatively bad experience, and so I, I, that's when I was like, oh, maybe I just don't need any part of this. Well, and I don't mean to bring this up if it's not appropriate, but bad in the sense that you just had like a bad trip and you didn't I guess enjoy. It was a bad trip in that um, I uh, I couldn't hear things. Like I went deaf. Okay. Okay. Like I heard probably like every ten uh, every ten words someone spoke, then I heard the eleventh word. Okay. All and right. so it was just kind of weird following along conversations and stuff like. And then I had no idea like that was going to happen. Sure. Like, I, when does it end? And how, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. All that shit. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And, I mean, it wasn't like I was a huge pot smoker to begin with, but I never had an experience like that before. Yeah. And so I just got the feeling like it was probably laced with something else because all the guys were laughing at me. Sure. Me, these were, like, co-workers that I knew were, yeah. like, buddies of mine. Yeah, but, you know, so it was just kind of weird. So I get, like, and that's it's why not a huge go, problem. That's why you go to a dispensary because sure. you know it's not laced with anything if you get it directly from those, yeah. those people. So sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. I don't even know. Like, uh, I'm a pretty uh, angry human being. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle being mellowed out. Yeah. Yeah, you run at about an eleven already. So to, yes, to drop anywhere below that, you don't. It just yeah changes your life. I'm uh, not sure what it would be. Right. So. Sure. I probably would then become uh, completely uh, obsessed with culture and then just, you know, start working growing for out. a dispensary. Right. Start growing out your dreads. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The marijuana leaf on everything that I own. Tattoos. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So. so, yeah, there's that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I like it. I think the culture itself seems pretty welcoming. Like, even the professional side of it seems pretty great, too. So, I yeah, I'm in. For now, that's, that's good. Yeah. No, I mean, as long as you like it. For sure. I mean, it took it it took the thing that you were doing, and then it's taken this new thing that you've kind of discovered. Like, I realized that you would become a full fledged pothead because there's like a fucking bongo in this room. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's all kind. Of, yeah, if you look around, there's enough stuff to say. Yeah, I mean, there's what the the, the dog shooting pool uh, <laughs> tapestry. That's uh, that's when I knew. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can't be anything but. All right. So I uh, I brought everybody uh, I brought some NA beer. <laughs> now this is uh, me. This is the opposite, right? Like, yes. This is me being a square in the world of, of beer, right? And being like, I never touched the stuff. I don't like it. I've Ye never once tasted a beer 
that I thought I might want to try that again. Sure. Well, and tonight is not going to be any different. <laughs> You're not going to go, this is the greatest beer I've ever had. Because first and foremost, it's an N.A. beer, everybody. I have to drink uh, non-alcoholic beer. I'm on medication. I pussy. take blood thinners. Huge fucking pussy. I should just be able to handle those blood clots as they fucking course through my Absorb veins. Absorb them, Stu. Yeah. Just I've really trying. put that hate into the... <laughs> just point the hate toward the blood clots. <laughs> I'm just... Push them out. Do it. So uh, I'm not supposed to drink booze. So I drink NA beer, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to bring some beer. And then, and then that was Matt was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll try an NA beer. And so I, I purchased Pap's Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Nothing but the best. Nothing but the best. So uh, I've cracked mine, and I'm enjoying mine. Yeah. You haven't cracked yours yet. You well, need to crack good, it. Let's get a good crack. crack. It. Yeah. yeah. There it is. That was smooth. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to assume... That you won't like it. I'm certain. I'm, I could almost bet on that. Have you ever had PBR? No. Okay, PBR is just not a good I will tell you brand. what I've experienced most most often. Usually mm. it's either like I show up somewhere and someone's got a keg at a party, <laughs> and I couldn't tell you what the beer was, but it all tastes the same. Right. It To me, no matter how cold it is, it always tastes warm. I don't know if that's really? a thing that people get. Huh. Uh, but just always tastes really bad and really warm, and... Uh, well, I when I do drink and I, it's not that I don't drink. I just yeah. when I drink, I drink to get drunk, and I want to get there as fast as possible. So I so drink liquor, whiskey, or, or something. Yeah. Uh, uh, for a while, it was uh, like tequila was my Ooh. drink of choice for a while, Jesus. and then uh, now I don't. I like to drink things that are flavored uh, or like like I'll drink a, a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah, right. like nobody's business, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, any of this nonsense, not uh, into it. But anyway, here we go. There we this go. Gonna... Slam it home. Just the whole thing. <laughs> just fucking chug it, dude. Why not? Sh- shotgun uh-huh. this damn thing. It's all good. All right, here we go. So while he's uh, chugging it, oh, he, oh, oh it's yeah, bad. It's so bad. He has made an awful face. Oh, it's bitter and awful. You are not Ooh. going to finish that. Never. No, I would pay someone <laughs> else to drink that before I... What? Uh. I've talked to people, like, a friend of mine was a, a server mm-hmm. uh, at an Applebee's, like, a decade sure. ago or more, sure. and he was trying to start drinking beer because people kept asking him. He was like, what do you recommend on your beer list? And he was like, I literally have no idea. He should have said, this is fucking Applebee's. It's <laughs> Miller Lite, you fucks. That's what we sell. So he started drinking beer, and I would have to sit across from him drinking beer like that and oh. wincing the whole, like, I'm like, what are you doing to yourself? Oh, so he didn't like it hated either. It, hated oh, it. God. And okay. then eventually learned to love it. Like, now oh. he's a big, like, he's into beer and he loves beer now, but it took him, you know, years to get to the point where he enjoys it. And I don't want to do, I don't want to put myself through anything that I have to learn to like. Yeah. At this yeah. stage in my life. Yeah, I'm with you. If you are, uh, if you're not having any enjoyment at all from it, I'm going to tell you, fucking just stop. Just right. don't do it. Well, the thing for me was I was in, I was doing comedy. And I was right. doing, you know, bad comedy, but it was, <laughs> like, I wasn't getting paid for it, but I was sure. getting, like, drinks. Beer tickets! Right. right. And I'm just handing out these beer tickets every time, thinking, sure. damn it, if I could just enjoy this, I'd get some more of the benefits out of, of doing what I'm doing. Of open my comedy. Right, or, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And I just never got around to it, man. Right. You, you have no idea how long, like, how many times I've gone up to a server and been like, listen, if I just don't take the two drink tickets, can I get, like, some french fries or whatever else? Oh, yeah. uh-huh. And it never works. It's never Really? Works. They never were like, oh, no. wow. I don't get it. But That's strange. I would think that they most places I would be like, okay, yeah, you want an appetizer? Okay. <laughs> no. 
drink tickets. That's Bunch it. Bunch of dicks. Yeah, I know. Bunch of fucking dick. Because I would think, yeah, the food would be cheaper. But yeah. I don't know. What do I know? I've never worked in the kitchen. Right. Yeah. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Mm. All right. So let's... Uh, <clears throat> You said something to me before we started, so you just want to get into that now? Sure. I mean, I've got to, like, I either need to talk to you about what I saw, what I witnessed on Saturday. Yes, I heard about that, and I do have questions. Sure. I think this is, this is more important, and for me, it's more just like, what the fuck? Right, okay. So, uh, let's say about a month ago, I had just started the new job. Yeah. And uh, so everything was kind of coming up roses, right? Yeah. This is all good, everything's fine, we're getting money coming in now, and everything's good. Nice. And uh, in the mail, I received a bill from AT&T that said I owed them $1,100 for a cell phone. And Woo! I do not have AT&T as a service, and I did not purchase this cell phone. And uh, I found it because we take our junk mail and we put it in a pile. Right. And about once a month, I'll take that pile and I'll go through all the junk mail and then I'll throw away what we don't need. Right. This, so ha- I just walked past this pile one day and was like, I'm going to take a look at this pile of shit and see what it is. And <laughs> Uh, it was that bill, and also accompanying it was another uh, past due notice from AT&T. And huh. so I get on the phone, I call AT&T right away, and I was like, I don't know what's happening, but this is not me. I call, um, I called AT&T, I called uh, the credit bureau, yeah, and was like, I don't know what's happening here, but someone's using my stuff to get free phones or whatever they're doing. Uh, I hope this is the last one, the only one that happened to. Right. Uh, AT&T sends me back a... a email that says we understand this was not you it's fraudulent we're going to reverse all charges and we're not going to pursue this with you any further and the credit bureau says we're going to put a lock on your account and we're going to freeze your credit which is great I don't what does that mean i don't know what that means so when you apply for something that requires credit anything yeah. that you just can't afford to buy on your own it gets put through there's a, a soft inquiry that's done apparently this is all stuff i've gathered since this process started but they do a soft inquiry to see if you are like uh, loanable, like you have enough credit to be able to pursue this, and then they'll do the hard credit pull once they actually sign the paperwork and everything goes down. Mm. What ha- what's supposed to happen is during that soft credit pull, there's supposed to be an alert on the account that says not to f- proceed that there's been identity theft and there's sure. something wrong. Then if the person, so this is so that happened uh, with the cell phones, right? So I put all those locks on the account. And then probably two weeks later, maybe a week later, I get um, a phone call from a dealership over by Detroit yeah. that says, hey, I'm just checking in on here. An alert came up on your account for this car you're trying to buy. I just need to make sure that you are you and you're trying to buy this car. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, this is all news to me. How are they calling you? Along though? with that alert, it says, there's an alert on my account. Please contact me to verify, and it gives my cell phone number uh, from the credit bureau okay. that says that's what their due diligence is supposed to be. I see. They get that alert. It says, call me, please, to verify. Sure. They call me. I say, it's not me, and then they stop what they're doing. Right. That's how it's supposed to work. Uh, that worked that way. There were like four or five different attempts to purchase wow. vehicles. The first day that I found this out, there were two pending that were for a total of like $180,000 for two vehicles. One was a Dodge Charger. Oh, so this guy's buying like brand yeah, new fucking right? things. Well, that's where it started. This guy's got classy taste. Just today. Yeah. So this whole thing happened. I <laughs> shut them all down. Uh, but just today, I got another notification because now I'm monitoring my credit, which I never thought I would have to do right. ever. Uh, another hit today from over by Detroit in Southgate or 8 Mile or something over there. Uh, now they're going to use car lots and trying. Right. Uh, and today, or yesterday, when I was speaking to a guy over in Detroit that it was happening at, 
they want to bait this guy into coming into the dealership sure. and have the cops waiting for them to come and like arrest this man for doing what he's doing. Today, yeah. Right? yeah. Not only is he, he doing the online applications, but he's also submitting paperwork in my name saying that there's uh, check stubs that he's submitting. He's got an ID that he, a fake ID that he's submitting as if it were me. Wow. I don't know where they got the information that they got from it, but the guy has my address, name, social security number. What? All of this bullshit. I don't know where it came from, how he got it, or anything else, but he's still trying to use it. And they say, like, when this happens, if you get shut down once, you throw that away and move on to something. Like, why worry about it or waste your time? I don't know why this guy's trying so hard. It's his first time. Maybe. Is he, is he just that dumb? I, he got a cell phone, and now he's, like, empowered, maybe? He's like, right. it worked once. Let's see if it'll work again. Right, 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 right. I don't know. Right. Uh, so all of that has happened. And so are I, they going to do it? Are they going to try to get I, the guy to come in? It was supposed to be today. It was supposed to be today at noon, and sure. I haven't heard anything about it. So. Well, when you go, hey, it all went through, you got to come on in and get your car. That's right? what, Yeah, that's what they did. They basically sent him an email back that were like, we're good to go. Everything's good. Well, what he did is he sent it in. It got rejected. Sure. Dealership says this got rejected. What's up? And he said, "No problem. I'm going to call the credit bureau, have them shut it off, and I'm going to give you these other pieces of information, my driver's license and my check stubs sure. and all that, to verify that I am me." Hmm. And that would have worked if I didn't have a freeze on the account. So you can have an alert on the account that says, "Pause, get more info, make sure it's me." Right. And then you can have a freeze that just says nothing. You're not getting through this at all. Sure. Unless you have a pin that is associated with it, and I have that pin, and no one else has that pin as far as I'm aware. <laughs> so uh, so that's how it's like a hard stop. But this guy keeps trying, and as he does this, it's taking like points off of my credit. Oh, no. Until they get reversed. Uh, and But the plus side to all this is I actually have pretty decent credit. I didn't know I did until all this happened. So, uh, hopefully I can hang on to that decent credit because I don't even know what the alternatives are at this point. Sure. I don't know, because I know there's an option that you can... Uh, get a new social security number. Really? But when you do that, you potentially give away all of your built-up credit that you've earned. That makes zero sense. With that social security number, because sure. there's no way to track my spending habits or my credit ability or any of that stuff. Sure. Uh, now, if I change everything. So right. I'm trying to debate whether or not to go that process. Huh. I think I need to talk to like a lawyer or something. I don't know. Something sure. To stop this from happening. But Nick Lydorf. Right. I will. Yeah, I'll give him a call. Get him on the horn. But it's awful. I don't recommend anyone else uh, ever have to do that. But it's the worst. You should call the car dealership and go. Did you catch this fuck? I should like right now. Like, we uh, should <laughs> live on the air. Live on. The, hey, you're on the Elemental Podcast. <laughs> did you catch that fuck? I will update you later. I, I don't. I don't think yeah. I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No I, I would almost be like, let me know when it's going down, and I'm coming out. Right. Like, I want to be there yeah, right. when it's happening. Because do you think this dude even, like, knows who you are? Well, I don't think. I'm just a bunch of numbers and right, letters to him. Right. All so he would know what you look like. like I'm he, sure. He would might, like, if he did, he'd be like, oh, fuck, why is the real Matt Harper <laughs> right, here? Right. Holy shit. And that's, I almost don't want to give them that knowledge. I don't want them to be able to be like, this is me, this is what I look like, this is who I am. This sure. Is, but I'm... Uh, Assuming they have access to that, because literally everything about everything me is out else. in the world already. Uh, but yeah, it's rough. And who knows whether this guy even exists in the United States. It might even be an overseas. Like, he's doing all of this stuff uh, online. Like, he's right. submitting online applications. And then part of me thinks he's going to be one of those guys that sends, like, a liaison to pick up the car. Oh, a patsy. Yeah, and so that guy's going to end up taking the hit for all this nonsense or whatever. I don't know. 
Sure. That's been my life now for the last month. Every, wow, like, it's been going on that long? Yeah, like Ugh. once a week, once a week or more, I check my credit report to see if anything new has popped up on there, and it has happened, I think, now six times, maybe. Six or it, seven times. Do you, so do you think this guy is um, from Michigan? Because, I, I mean, why is he... It seems weird... That he's going to dealerships in Detroit. Yeah, like he it's must very, be. Very coincidental, I guess, right. otherwise, all right? And I haven't received any notifications from anywhere out of state. And maybe it's because I'm from Michigan, so they only deal with dealerships that I could conceivably go to that would sure. make the story make sense. Right. Like, because I can't imagine they're going to be like, I'm selling you this car from California. Right. They're probably going to put a little more effort into figuring out who this why, person actually why is. Why this guy is doing this. Yeah. That's my only... And, but, yeah, he could be... Uh, that uh, yeah, he could be from Detroit. I don't know if that's the case. I'm assuming he bought my information from someone else on the dark web. Yeah, and then just decided to roll with it and see what happens. Mm. So, but yeah, that's I'm that's good. That's yeah. been my life for a while, and I hate it every day. It's got it. yeah, I, it's got to make you feel totally violated. Yeah. like this was something that happened to you that you couldn't necessarily. Uh, have stopped, right. I guess. Right. Luckily for us, luckily for me, though, that he bought the cell phone first that flagged the whole process. Because sure. if he hadn't done that and I hadn't gotten that letter in the mail saying, where's our money, right. I would have never put the hit on the credit report. I would have sure. never put the freeze on anything. And you would just have a bill for an $80,000 yeah. truck or whatever. Yep. <laughs> so, oh, God. Yeah, that was that would have been rough. So let that be the lesson to everybody listening. Go big. When you yeah. steal identity, fucking buy a house first. Yeah, don't start shit, with right? a cell phone. You're yeah. fucking around. It's <laughs> small potatoes. Get out there get and the get the whole enchilada, <laughs> yeah. as they say. I think I could have bought a block of Detroit with that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, you would think, right? Fucking buy a whole goddamn si- uh, skyscraper. Yeah, for sure. I don't care what people say, Detroit is falling apart. <laughs> yep. People keep saying, it's coming back, baby. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever known it to be a nice place to be. I was just in Detroit uh-huh. on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, while I was there, there was like, it was in the middle of like a, I don't know anything about Detroit. I don't know where sure. I was. I was near the casino, one of the casinos downtown. Yeah, so you're, yeah, you're, you're down, it's not nice. Yeah. It's not nice. No. Well, there's one house, like it shaped and looks like a house, a home, uh-huh, yeah. that's still standing in the center of all of, and it's for sale. It's like the like the holdout guy on like Up or like right, that, like that little man that still lives in this tiny house in the middle of everything, and it's just like squalor and nonsense, and then just a house standing with a big like for sale sign on the the literally like tarped on the side of the house, like yeah. they they finally got this guy to give it up and they want to get it out of there and put another skyscraper in or something. Right. Yeah, another so, casino. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh. Got to have a couple of those going. Yep. So you were saying that you did something on Saturday. Is this is this part of the you being in Detroit? Kind of. Okay. Uh, so this is a dumb story. Uh, I, I love it. All yeah. my stories are dumb. <laughs> so in high school, we took our senior skip day yeah. on April 19th. Oh, that's my birthday. Right. Yeah. Which was very close to April 20th, which is 420, which we had no idea. Right. Yeah, None yeah. of us, even as seniors in high school... Dealt the, my friend group sure. did not touch any of this nonsense. Had nothing to do with it. But now, ever since then, when we tell people about this, right, they all think it's because we all went and got high somewhere and, and decided <laughs> to base everything around yes. four twenty. Uh, first year, we went to Chicago for the first time. I had only ever been to Chicago one other time. It was for school. It was for an art museum trip. And so we all, from a small town in Michigan, decided we're going to cut school. We're going to head to Chicago. 
and this was 20 years ago today. Like Ooh. this year was our 20th anniversary. Wow, that's great. So every year, there were four of us initially that did this. There were two guys named Matt and two guys named Brian that weird. all went right weird. Uh, we went out and saw a show. It was one of the greatest times of our lives. We almost got arrested. Uh, one of the guys had a cap gun in the car, uh-huh. and he was trying to shoot at a people passing by us on the highway. Dumb kids. Yep, called the cops. We got pulled over, pulled out of the car. It was this big epic thing, which grew into, that was so epic, like this event that happened in our lives, that every year since then, we've done something dumb. Like, we either... We've committed lots of crimes. <laughs> well, we we drove around Lake Michigan one year. We... Uh, we did axe throwing. We've done a ton of like escape rooms on that day each year. Right. We've done. Uh, now we've gotten to the point where we start buying incredibly expensive steaks. Oh, all right. And then we will take them to a park and grill them in a park. Like, oh, I thought you were going to like a real fancy steakhouse. No, so you're just going to get a huge cut of we meat. We go get go get a cut of meat. We go ah. get some charcoal. We ah. take it to a local park. And we cook ourselves steaks in a park. It's real dumb. That sounds wrong. It was very cold this yeah, time this yeah. year. It was super cold. Uh, and you know, it just—it's a fun thing to do. Right. Uh, during uh, the pandemic, during when everything was totally locked down, we just played game. We played video games on the internet with each other for twelve hours straight. Jesus. Yeah, it was a trip. The whole thing was was weird. Nice. Uh, but that also happened on Twitch. Uh, we were broadcasting to the masses on Twitch, and it was fun. It was a good time. Right, right, right. So this year, we decided to go out to Detroit area, which we don't frequent very often the east side of the state, Yeah, just to kind of see what's out there. We had no plan, really no intentions. We wanted to see an auction. We wanted to go. We, we, we were talking yeah. to each other. We're like, what What do adults do for fun? <laughs> I don't know going to an auction is but the I thing adults like, do for fun. But like we talked about like we could go fishing. Uh, we could go bowling. We could yeah. go, what, like, all this nonsense. That's right? all the usual shit. Yeah, like golfing. Like, I don't yeah. want to go golfing for the day. Not really. in April. And so I was like, I remember when I was a kid, my parents used to go to auctions all the time, and I always thought it was so cool yeah. that you could just buy whatever, just random shit, and hold up a flag, and right. you get to go home with it, you know? Right, right. So I was like, let's go try to find an auction. So that was part of the day, was trying to find that stuff. But on the way back, it's getting dark, and we're heading Wait, back I'm home. Wait, I'm curious as to this auction thing. <laughs> we're we're going to focus on this. I'm planting my flag on okay. the auction. So did you find one? Did you go to one? We did find one. Nice. We found, we didn't do any research on it, but okay. we found one. We went there, and it turns out it was a... Cattle auction. Contractor, uh, like, uh, materials. Oh, so all, like, tools and shit? Yeah, it was, like, pallets of, of drywall and pallets <laughs> of two-by-fours and just doors. Like, a bunch of, like, a whole shitload of just different kinds of doors oh, and windows. Oh, God. And they're all like it's all brand new shit, and they're like right. There were like eight different auctioneers. It was like at a fairgrounds, oh. and it was there was just shit everywhere. There were pe- so many people everywhere, and I'm like, why does anyone need? How many overalls did you see? All of them. <laughs> Everybody. There was so much <laughs> denim, top, top and bottoms, Carhartts everywhere, <laughs> steel toed boots yeah. for everybody. Sure. All right. Yep. Uh, and then uh, so we went. We just walked around right. for a minute and saw people buying like light fixtures and oh, God. plumbing accessories uh, and shit. And I was just sounds like, awful. But we were like, yeah, whatever. We accomplished our goal. We found an auction. We went to it. And we Did left. you bid on no, anything? Oh, I was hoping to at least bid on something. The line to get a bidder number, right? Like oh. you have to you have to go in, sign up, give them all your information, mm. get a number, go out and find what you want. The line to get a number was probably 40 people deep. Jesus. And it didn't look like it was moving the whole time we were right, there. Right, right. So we, knowing we couldn't buy anything, we still just wandered around this place for a while. Right. And uh, I thought maybe we'd come up to, like, because it was barns. Like, there'd be, 
it's like a fairground. So yeah. that normally it's like this is the cattle barn and this is the whatever right, barn. Right. We were going from place to place hoping that something might be interesting enough yeah. for us to find like we walk into a place and like, oh this is the these are the video games and comic books section. Oh, shit, this, yeah. These are my people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but no, it was just all different types oh, of cabinets. Like it was... fuck cabinets. <laughs> Fuck. So we did that. We thought, okay, we've accomplished one of our goals for the day. Sure. Uh, and then we decided to start coming back home yep. toward Hastings. And uh, we passed through, uh, where is, is it Waterford? Where Waterford? Yeah. Michigan. We passed through Waterford. I didn't know where Waterford was. Yeah. Never been there before. Yeah. And my buddy goes, hey, look, the sign says Comedy Club. Uh-huh. And I was like, no shit. Like, well, I wonder where we are. Right. We turn around and go back. And we're at a comedy club in Waterford. One night stand, and I wasn't sure if we wanted to go uh, that deep into it, but that's we're fine. going deep okay. into it. One night stands, so we're at one night stands, and I knew that one night stands existed because I almost went there with you, yeah, back in December. Yes, we were going to go see Jamie, Jamie Lisso, Lisso. Yeah, I had purchased two tickets, and you were going to pay me back. Yes, and I my my mother was diagnosed with COVID. Yeah, that's right. And I drove her to the hospital before we knew she had COVID. Yeah. So since I was in such intimate quarters, uh, I didn't want to go and spread it. That's right. That's right. So I said, fuck it. I'm not going to go. I called them and I said, please refund my money. I'm not going to go. And they said, we'll try, but we're having issues with our vendor and it may not go through. So you might have to give me a call back in a couple of weeks. And one thing led to another. And then they stole your identity. Right. (laughs) Fucking my green! <laughs> so one thing leads to another, yeah. and I just don't call them back, and I never got it refunded on my account. Like it oh, never, really? money never came back. So oh. I essentially still had these pending tickets out there. Because oh. she did tell me, why don't you just hold on to them, and we'll just let you into the next show you come to. And I'm like, it's all the way out there. I'm never gonna go. Like I right, right. But it's a haul. I decided we're. I was like, I might as well cash these in. It's only it was seven o'clock, and their their early show started at seven. Uh, we get there, we pull into the parking lot, and that's when we finally decide to look up and see who's performing. Yeah, I yeah. was like, worst case, I'll know the host, maybe. I'll know the feature, maybe. I doubt I'll know the headliner, but right. I could, maybe. Right. Uh, so we get there, we pull in, and it is a hypnotist. Fuck! It is a, and I'm like, <laughs> oof, this is not oh, my right. scene at yeah. all. But, I'm again, I'm like, I might know the, couple, the opening act or something like that. To, so we'll go in and we'll see how it goes. We go in, there's nobody in the... the window to let us in and we're just kind of standing there we're watching it through the crack in the door to see like what's on stage sure and there's a guy on stage telling jokes it was not my it was not my favorite but sure. he was up there telling jokes and i'm like okay at least there's somebody doing stand-up Stand it's up. not all hypnotism right right so we wait all right let me ask you this first have you ever seen a hypnotist before or I, is this your first experience i was involved in a hypnotist act really in like middle school oh they oh. brought a hypnotist to the school weird and they like had people go up on stage <laughs> and participate <laughs> and they do that bullshit where they're like if you are stupid you will not be hypnotized uh, only the smartest people in this room oh can be hypnotized God. so like once they get you up there they try to bait you into being like well i don't want to seem stupid to my friends right like i need to get hypnotized otherwise i'm a dumbass oh, right? fuck, I'm a dummy. and they make you feel so stupid for not following their directions right yes. that's kind of the whole thing it's a social engineering bullshit right if you're standing outside of it and watching it you can see it happen but if you're in it i think i, I feel like it's different i feel like it you're You've been coerced into yes. this shit, and it's not in a hypnotic way. It's in a my own insecurities 
won't allow me to diverge from the group because right. I don't want to seem like I'm an idiot or I don't want to be the odd one out. Right. What I I can only imagine if the school like makes the wrong hire and they hire like the X-rated <laughs> and all these fifth graders are doing blowjobs and shit. So he, the guy when I was a kid in middle school, uh, he's doing his thing, trying to yeah. get everyone hypnotized deeper and deeper, all the way down, whatever, just yeah. this bullshit. And I eventually look up out of the corner of my eye, look over at the guy, and I go, "I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go." I say, I'm gonna, "I said I'm gonna go sit down." I just kind of whisper it to him, like right. off to the side, and I'm like, uh-huh. "I'm gonna go." And I just kind of thumb off to the corner, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, you better go." Right. So I just took off, right? So that that's, was my whole experience hilarious. with with hypnotist. Is like, this is a fucking okay. hack, garbage nonsense. Sure, I hate right. it already. Right. right. And uh, so we're there. We go through the show, and the first guy goes up, and he's not my favorite, but he's whatever, like no big deal. So eventually, someone showed up and sold you tickets. Yeah, so we got right. in, and I talked to the door, and I was like, "This is me. Right. I was here. I was gonna come with Stu. They remembered it." They're like, go ahead and sit down. No big sure. deal. So I go sit down. And the guy's kind of halfway through his thing. And finishes up. And he's like, we're going to bring out the hypnotist now, your headliner for the evening, whatever. And uh, the guy comes out and do- immediately starts in on the like, this is all good vibes. If you guys are idiots or assholes, this isn't going to work. Right. If you come up on stage, you have to follow my instructions. Only smart people can be hypnotized. Oh, Only, you know, like this whole bullshit, right? And I'm like, this sucks. I hate everything about this. I'm talking yeah. to my friend, and I'm like, I don't even want to be here. But we stay, right? Because right. we're we're front row at this oh, point. Oh God! There's only probably forty people there. Tops, oh right, so right? not a. T- I'm so shocked. Usually, I uh, for the listening audience, I hate hypnotists. <laughs> Good, but they uh, they normally sell well. And they, this they guy mentioned well. it. He did up sure. on stage. He goes, uh, I normally perform for cruise ships and two thousand people at a time. Right. And, if it's okay with you guys, I'm going to put on that exact same show for these 40 people. He's like, I used to sell out in this town. I don't know what happened. He's right. just real bitter about everything and real sure. angry. And I got a couple of names I'm going to throw out at you afterwards. After, I, won't, I won't make you do it unless you want to do it. Nah, I'm, I'm, right, we'll I'm do okay it. with not All burning right. every bridge I've ever... <laughs> I might want to start doing stand-up again at some ah, point. good for you. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So he's going through the Go through the whole thing, gets these people up on stage, and then I find out that his opening act travels with him. It's like... Oh. A, a partnership duo thing, right? Sure. And not only is this guy a hypnotist, but his opener act is also trained as a hypnotist as well. Of course. So he when is. he's up on stage, maybe some of the people in the audience at a table might start zoning out or nodding off or getting oh. really involved in this hypnotism thing. He will come around and he'll save you, like he'll bring you out of it. Like he'll make so make sure you don't think you're gonna be stuck this way forever, because my friend will come around to your table and like help you. Sure get through this or whatever sure it's all bullshit i hate it so much yep, and stop. so he's up on stage and he's doing this thing and he's like we just need eight people to volunteer four guys four girls we're gonna sit you up on stage boy girl boy girl and we'll get started it took him forever and he gets like seven people right not not even enough to do what he wanted to do he had 13 sure. chairs up on the stage and only seven people volunteered so he starts the thing off, and you can tell he's already like drained and hates it. Oh, uh, right, just right, right, awful. It's not he, fun for him. Right, but he's trying to put on a show and whatever sure. else. Literally 0% of it was comedy. Like, there were no jokes. There was mm. no... So he starts going into hypnotizing these people, focusing on them. And then he starts immediately into, like, it's so hot up here. It's so hot. You can't even stand it. You're sweating through your clothes. you got to take off your... You know, your your hat, your clothes, your outer layers got to come off. And people are just starting to 
you can tell some people are like not into it at all, and other people sure. are drunk and loving the attention and yeah. just ripping clothes off and other yeah! bullshit. And then he's like, yeah, you got to start putting a lotion on. You forgot your suntan lotion. And this is his voice the whole time. <laughs> oh, so creepy. Yeah, just so creepy. Oh, like, my God. He's like, oh, yeah, there's there's lotion. It's so hot. You forgot to put on your suntan lotion. Put it all over your skin. It's so sexy. Yeah. And also, put it on your neighbor's skin. Oh, start yeah. rubbing that lotion all over the place. <laughs> and there were literally creepy-ass drunk old men up there next to these like little girls that did that came here to see a show right, right. and they're like and I'm like we are witnessing a sexual assault now right. like we're very close to seeing some bad stuff happen and all the guy's going to do is turn around and go what it's not my fault i only told him to do it i didn't do any you know and it's I, hypnotism and i was like i can't sit here and watch a fucking sanctioned sexual assault happen <laughs> on stage like this is awful right, right. and uh, it starts getting worse and people are starting to fall down and roll around and and he starts releasing people who aren't playing along like he's like getting rid of people left and right like you're fucking around you don't care about any of this you're not doing anything you're not following my directions and whatever uh we stayed for about an hour and then got up and left and i was so he didn't even finish no i literally i was like the guy the drunk guy who was falling all over the place got so close to grabbing a lady's tit next Uh to him yeah that I was like, I can't be here and not stop this from happening. Sure. And I don't want to be the guy who tries to stop this from happening. Right. So I'm just going to go. Like, right. I'm going to leave the place and whatever. And my buddy was like, not really even sure what the issue was. He was just like, kind of interested in what was happening on stage. Uh-huh. And how it was worked. Like, the whole social engineering part of it was like, this is weird that it's sure. even happening. And I'm like, dude, we got to go. We got to get out of here. So I leave. And just as I'm walking out the door, the the lady at the ticket booth stops me and she goes, what's going on? Like, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, this is just not for me, man. And they're like, oh, no, don't worry about it. We get that. She's like, come back again. Like, send me an email. We'll set you up. We'll get you tickets to an actual comedy show because I know you wanted to see comedy. And uh, I was like, that's great. But I will, like, this is something I will never, and I was talking to my buddy after the show. I was like, this solidifies the fact, like, I run shows, like comedy shows. I will never have a hypnotist hypnotist, on my show ever. It's un- it's unpredictable and it's awful and it's very off-putting and it, you could find you could just get a person up there who's a real fucking creep and giving them free reign to do whatever the hell they want to to, to any of these people yeah. yeah 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 there's too many variables yes when you're when you're having all these volunteers like because the one thing in comedy they'll tell you is like don't allow the crowd to be a part of your show yeah and this guy's allow the crowd to be the show and wants so, him to be uh, as sexy as possible yeah, like take off your clothes yeah and touch some titties yeah. all right that's awful real bad what did your you, your body seem to enjoy it well or? okay so here's the thing during all of this process uh marijuana is now legal in the state of michigan Jesus. so during this we went <laughs> we, we found a uh a dispensary in yeah. detroit we grabbed a pen a vape pen for him uh he's not like super into it at all right, right, right. but he was like if we're gonna do it it's an easy way to just puff a little bit and then go on with your day so that's what we did when we got to the park to make those steaks oh we okay. we puffed a little bit we made some steaks we sat there for a couple hours enjoyed our meal and then we took off and left right but as we took off and left i being the designated driver did not partake in anything else sure. and he grabbed a big rip on it before we took off yeah. so he is fully like in it like in the middle of like whatever happened to the, you that you were like 
I can't hear people or do oh, things. Oh, yeah. He was very much there. He was there. During a hypnotist comedy show. And so he was like, in the sh- like he was like I'm in it like this is I'm hypnotized I think like we left the show and he's looking at me in the car and he's like half of my brain thinks we're still inside and this is part of me being hypnotized like wow and so he didn't know what to think like he was I guess enjoying it is a word you could use but he didn't sure. he was just not really there for it you know what I mean right right, right. Uh, and so he didn't have much to say about one way or the other whether we left or stayed but I was right. like I'm getting the fuck out of here because this is the worst thing I've ever put myself yeah, through yeah and the idea that it was like wasting my tickets, I was so pissed. That's a bummer. But they said yeah. they'd, they'd set me up anyway. Well, that's good. Way. So, yeah, it's good times. Did um, there's forty people there. Were the forty people enjoying it too? Or were they kind of like? Because I'll say this to you, Matt. Like, I think the more as when you perform comedy, the more specific and aware you are about comedy. So it almost makes it harder for you to enjoy. Yeah. Mediocre. I comedy. agree. Yeah. It's like knowing a magic trick. It's like you. If right. you know the magic trick and you watch someone perform it, you're like, fuck it, I don't right. care. This you're is not, not astounded anymore. Yeah. So these rubes, we'll call them rubes because sure. that's what they were. These rubes that were in the room, were they enjoying the show? Were they getting some, it? Some of them were, were you know, wow. some of them were clearly like drunk and watching their friend make an ass of themselves and that's why they came. And that's why it's fun. Yeah. And then others were very skeptical, sitting with arms crossed, wondering when this was all going to fucking make sense. And <laughs> Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> when is it going to end? Or like, just literally when the funny would happen. Like, sure. we watched this man do his thing for an hour, and nobody in the audience laughed. It wasn't just me being cynical about shitty yeah. comedy. There just weren't opportunities to laugh. It was literally all steering the the people on stage yeah. and just telling them to do gross things. And there were, at no point in any of it, was like a punchline or making... Even if they had got someone to get up and just like cluck like a chicken or right. make an ass of themselves... Would have been more entertaining than like fondling each other on stage. So that's so it's completely all on him. Then it isn't like the the participants weren't participating. Right. It's him not having a funny situation and scenario happen. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I've seen hypnotists before that will put people up on stage and they will say every time I ring a bell, you cluck like a chicken, right. and that just happens periodically throughout the show. So every yes. once in a while, he'll walk over, ring a bell, and the guy will cluck, and everybody laughs, and yeah. it's a thing. That there was none of that. There was no misdirections. There were no, like, setting up for a punchline later. Nothing. There was no... So what happens is this tells me that there's a reason this guy is playing One Night Stand. Sure, sure. <laughs> there's a reason this guy is not performing in front of 2,000 people on a cruise ship somewhere. It's right. Because somewhere along the line he got bitter and angry and whatever and so now sorry man you're playing one night stands and what nothing against one night stands in waterford michigan but it is not fucking uh, the comedy mecca that's not yeah. the comedy mecca that you would want it to be right so. i doubt two thousand people have been in that building at one time for any, <laughs> for any reason whatsoever yeah never so, so that's unfortunate my interactions have been Similar, okay. You know, uh, way back when I saw a hypnotist in Buffalo, Jay Medicine Hat was his name. Okay. And, and Jay Medicine Hat was he was one of the raunchy ones. He was the one that would be making you know fifth graders do blowjobs on each other. He's, he was that guy. It would have been, but like if that was what they're marketed as, at sure. least you knew what you were in for. Yes. But like yeah. this guy didn't come out with like a weird fucking pimp outfit and a fucking flat. You know what I mean? He's not like, get ready for this bullshit because it's about to go down. It was very much like, it's all positive vibes. Everything's positive. Oh, yeah. and it so was, he's like Bob Ross. Was, yeah. Oh, and it was God. like, 
people sometimes people come up here I hypnotize them and I infuse this positive energy in you and it clears up a lot of problems in your life somebody I had up here Christ. lost 300 pounds after we were done a ton of people quit smoking after we're done with this he's like yeah we're gonna have some fun but I'm also gonna infuse this positive energy into you and you're gonna solve some problems in your life <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> yes, yeah that's all, all I was thinking was like Fuck off. Give right. me a joke, for right. fuck's sakes. And Are we going to pay you forty nine ninety nine afterwards <laughs> yeah. for a quit smoking session? Yeah. Jesus Christ. All on cassette. Yeah. So I am seeing Jay Medicine Hat, who is dead. He died now. So if anyone... I'll talk shit about Jay Medicine Hat, and it won't matter because he's dead. Uh, apparently, he was, like, big yeah. in the time. I mean, this was the late 90s, so I mean, it was a long time ago. But he was, like, one of the guys hitting the circuit doing his thing. And so he, the same thing, he's asking for people to come on up and uh, I'm with my friend Sarah and so she, he's struggling to get people to go up there. So she decides that she's going to go up there and do it and she's playing along and then at one point he, he waved her off as well too. Yep. And, but what he did, cause this is the sexy, uh, creepy dude that he was, he like, when he kicked women off he would kiss them oh and so okay. that's what he he did to her and she was so telling all me, that does is make you stay longer to not want to get a kiss right. by this creepy guy right <laughs> like i'd be like i'm gonna stay here the whole right, time right. i am not kissing this fuck right so uh when she came back down and sat with me she was like oh yeah no nah, there, there was nothing going Good. on okay. like i'm yeah i was not hypnotized i was just he's saying do shit all right i guess i'm going along with the shtick i gotta do this stuff yep and then there was another guy who came to Dr. Grin's, and, I mean, he packed the place out. And everybody fucking loved it. And he put on, it was, it sounds like it was much more of, like, a production than okay. what your guy did. Like, there was stuff to it, and there were, like, music cues. And he, even he had, like, the crazy, uh, like, stage name kind of thing as well. Sure. And uh, everybody loved it. That was the one and only time I ever saw him there. Because it's just... I, I mean, I get why hypnotists play comedy clubs and all, but it's just another fucking sideshow it, shit. It breaks up the monotony, I think, too. It's like, sure. well, people come in for comedy, and eventually you get burned out with comedy. And what else can we bring in here to trick people into coming in and buying drinks and paying for tickets? Right, right, right. And so, yeah, if they can throw in a, a magician here or there, or a, you know... Whatever other acting, yeah, fucking axe thrower, whatever the fuck, something just you know. Professional whatever. wrestler comes yeah. in, old fucking hockey uh, beat player. up hockey player, <laughs> got one too many sticks to the head. Now he feels like he should tell jokes. Chris Kattan holding a sack oh, of prescription drugs in the back room before he goes off. Christ, Chris Kattan. I have never heard anyone say anything positive about I, that guy. I ever. hosted for him. Oh, did you? Down yeah, in Kalamazoo. Yeah, in Kalamazoo uh, and. Uh, not to tell tales out of school, I guess, but uh, he literally had a sack of prescription drugs in a like a gallon Ziploc bag. Uh-huh. And all he does on stage is like complain about getting hurt during Saturday Night Live and then telling stories about Saturday Night Live. Sure. And that how like he got hurt and it caused him these medical issues and then he went down this spiral of like prescription drugs and stuff. Right. Just mm -hmm. a real bummer. <laughs> so, Angry but, dude. But in that... Just a real, like, sad sap sort of, like, poor me situation, sure. you know what I mean? Which I get, whatever, like, bummer for you, but, right. like, that's not a funny thing to talk about. But that's why it's always, like, and friends. They bring along a group of people who are, like, sure. comedians, so the, all they have to do is talk about old stories for a half hour and then get paid. Right. But 
I didn't care for that one because uh, he didn't even stick around to get like autographs and shit. Like that's half the reason that people go to a novelty thing like that. Take pictures. Take pictures. And... Even if you're going to charge yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he was just like, we're done. He's, as soon as they were done, they fucking took out off and out the door. He's, for a dude who probably bitches about shit, he's leaving money on the table. Yeah. By doing sure. that. He's, Rob Schneider, when I saw him, he, God, fucking everybody stayed to yeah. do what you just said of like, they want to meet him and take a picture. Mm-hmm. And he sold so much shit, and I think he sold Polaroids. Like, okay. I think this was back before like cell phone cameras were the thing. Sure. And he uh, he sold like Polaroids to people. I mean, that'd still be a thing now, I would think. A Polaroid would yeah. be something you could at least take home with you and be yeah. like, I paid for this. <laughs> well, and okay. that was um, another guy, Steve Ranazizi. What okay. he did is he would take pictures with everybody, but he took the pictures on his phone. Mm. So then, like, you had to go to, like, his Facebook page okay. or whatever it was to, to get to see your picture. Huh. So it was a way for him to get people yeah, to drive his page and bring traffic to it. I'm like, oh, that's pretty smart, too, man. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, whatever. So uh, you're telling me you'd never see a hypnotist again? Never. Not, right. not a fan. The worst experience I've ever had while looking at a stage. Fuck that shit. I, um... <laughs> As far as like therapy goes, I mean there there is some therapeutic value to it, but it's a completely different yeah. kind of thing. That's this wild because we like, were commercialized the shit out of it. We were talking about that. I was talking about some somebody else and how bad of an experience it was, and they were like, "Yeah, they've had people that like repressed memories and stuff. Will sit down with a with a hypnotherapist and like yeah. try to bring back a repress. Which there's merit to that, I suspect. Sure, uh, but it was not the same. If you equate those two things as the same. You're doing it wrong. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's clearly not the vibe this guy was trying to put off or anything. So. Yep, yeah. But yeah, I could see it having some value in, you know, trying to trying to remember some shit you forgot you knew. Yes. All right. Uh, we are almost at an hour, man. Holy shit! What's going on in the world? Uh, there's a lot of shit, but I'm gonna I'm gonna end on that. We've t- I have talked a lot about. Um, I love how you dressed up for the event too. By the way, this is. <laughs> I wore this for you. Oh, good. I wore the shit shirt specifically for you. Stu's wearing a shirt with a gash in the front, I would say. More than, it's not really a rip. It's, it's not a, even a hole. No, it's a full-on gash in the front. <laughs> it looks like I got in a fucking brawl or something. But you posted a picture wearing that shirt a while ago, and my wife saw it and goes, do we need to buy Stu a shirt? Like, I feel like we should buy Stu a shirt because that shirt is done. It has served its purpose. I've had this shirt for probably thirty years, yeah. probably, and so you know, it's just it was just getting worn. And then I think uh, one of my dogs, this it was probably lying on my bed. One of my dogs was just <laughs> like clawing at it, it and fucking clawed at it. Because then when I picked it up, it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it looks yeah. like you're waiting for an alien to pop out of your chest. Right? Like you, you just made the pilot hole. Let him right. let him come out a little easier. Yep. Yeah, they're going to be coming out and killing everybody. <laughs> but I've talked a lot about how the state of South Carolina is going to allow uh, death row inmates to be executed by firing squad. Okay. And I find that whole thing fascinating. Sure. It, it, like, I'm, I'm, it's abhorrent to begin with the death penalty. <laughs> but I find it funny that someone's like... Ooh, let's talk about that then. Under what circum- is there, are there any circumstances at all where someone should be put to death? Man, you know what? I mean, I can say no. I mean, I, there, there's nothing. But then I'm assuming if somebody came along and like 
killed someone I know or raped someone right, I know. Right, if it was involving shit, you. Like, yeah. if, if it becomes personal to me, then clearly my thought process is going to be like, well, fuck that guy. Yeah, I'll be fire. the one to kill yeah. him. Sure. I will fucking kill him. How about that? So, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. You know and I, so, that's a, I would never want to be a judge or a lawmaker or anything like so that. So, is your... Uh, is it because that you could potentially be putting to death an innocent person? Is that like the idea that? Um, I suppose, but I guess I would just like to think that we, as a civilized nation, supposedly, <laughs> could come up with something better. You know, yeah. to to. I mean, I know it, 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 then people always like are like, oh well, why the fuck are we putting this guy up in a place and three hots and a cot for the rest of his life, and he's not serving society in any kind of way and i'm like well yeah you're right but i'm not making excuses for people either but sometimes a lot of bad shit's been done to people and as a result they do bad shit and uh, you know it continues to say i'm trying to not be the person who judges i mean clearly i judge people all the fucking time on this podcast but when it comes to the death penalty stuff i'm like fuck that's pretty final and i don't ever really think about like oh this person could be innocent right i mean i suppose yeah, 100%. I guess this person could be innocent. It's been shown that innocent people have been put to death. Yep. But I'm like, fuck. You know? I think it should just be reserved for people who steal your identity and try to buy <laughs> try to buy $80,000 cars. They should have to spend the rest of their life with a hypnotist. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they have to go on the road and, and be the hypnotist's assistant. And put that sexy lotion all over everything. <laughs> it's so sexy. Sexy time. <laughs> I, well, I find the whole thing, like, if you were to be executed, you committed a crime, and they sentenced you to death, how do you want to die? Yeah. Sparky? Mate, I, you know what's weird? I saw a story about a guy who was given, I don't remember where he was from, this was years ago. Yeah. But he was given options. Like, the state that he was in, you could either be, like, lethal injection, yeah. or, or the chair, or they still had hanging as an option. Wow! Really? And wow. he opted for hanging. Uh-huh. Because he was a very heavy man. Uh-huh. He was, I think they said somewhere like four to 500 pounds. This Big guy, guy. Was. yeah. And he knew, and he petitioned the court and said, if I am hanged to death, my it will decapitate me. And that is considered uh, cruel and unusual punishment. So it was that he got caught in this fucking loophole of like, this is what I choose because you've given me the choice. But yeah. if you do this to me. It will like desecrate my body or what? Like the state won't allow you to do it. Sure. So this guy got to like skim the system and like hang out forever, uh, just because he like made the selection that would be the worst case scenario for him. Wow. Uh, but if I had to pick, I don't think I don't know. I don't want it to be. I don't want to see it coming. I guess. Sure. If there's some way they can just be like, you're gonna be executed tomorrow. Uh. Uh-huh. And then they just show up and someone does it right, right then, like that right. minute. But you don't know what. Yeah, I'm like, happen. I'm all anticipating it to be tomorrow, and then someone right. just walks up and ends me right then. Some That's kid, what I want. One of the guards sneaks up behind you, like, right sure. in the back of your head or whatever. Huh, interesting. I don't want to. I don't want to know what's happening. So you don't want to sit on a gurney and have them Ooh, inject chemicals God, that would into be you. Awful. You don't want to sit on old Sparky and have them put the fucking like crown on you, your head or whatever. You you would have to come to terms with the fact that it's happening to you, yes. right? Like, because they don't. It's very seldom you ever hear about anybody that's like writhing around and like not letting it happen, right? Because they just know they've come to terms with the fact that that's what's going to happen, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And most of them are on death row for years, years. before they ever get right. to that point. Yeah. So yeah. they have time to kind of figure that shit out, I guess. But yeah. I don't know, man. I would think the firing squad just is gruesome. Yeah, and it makes me wonder, like, who are the fucking dudes who want to like be on the firing squad? Yeah. 
What kind of sick fuck are you that you're like, hey, I get to kill a motherfucker today? Or yeah, or they like walk, they come home each night and they put another check mark on the wall or like <laughs> they like carve it into their headboard or whatever. Like, Got another one. Little notch yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Things to do today list. <laughs> yeah. Kill a fucking dude. There we go. But Finally would, checking that off. You would have to treat it if you were that guy. Like if yeah. you were given that job, you'd yeah. have to treat it like you're ridding the world of some of the worst. Sure. Like demonic fucks in the world, but like. Yeah, I don't think I could handle that. I uh, I don't mean to brag, Matt, but I've been watching a lot of Renegade on uh, Voodoo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lorenzo Lamas classic. And last night there was one with a hitman. And the hitman, he described himself as a garbage man. Oh, sure. He's like, I, I deal with refuse. I take out refuse. Because <laughs> yeah. he said, he's like, I just murder uh, criminals. Mm. He's like... Criminals pay me to kill other criminals. And so that he's like, I'm the garbage man. That Dexter vibe, right? Doesn't yeah. That, isn't that Dexter that does that? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I bring up this whole uh, the death penalty shit because there is a guy in Tennessee who uh, I there's barely... His first, there's uh, a first mark against him right there. He was supposed to be executed today. And um, so he gets a last meal. Okay. And so the thing that bothers me, like, you would think, like, all right, this is the guy's last meal. Like, he should get a fancy steak or sure. whatever, right? Yep. He's, this, is, this is it. He's never going to eat another thing again. Let's give him something really nice. They, they get $20 <laughs> towards the special meal. So essentially they're getting, like, two fucking, like, uh, Big Mac meals from McDonald's yeah. or whatever. And I'm just kind of like, what? Just $20? <laughs> I'll take 80 nuggets. That's it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Some guys are always talking about how they want to fucking they'll just take something so like when they do get executed, they'll just fucking shit everywhere. All over. Yeah, right, sure. Just, someone else is going to clean this shit yeah, up. Like, I'm lactose intolerant, so my last meal is going to be three <laughs> gallons of milk. And then, and then you Nothing can, but milkshakes. You, you can deal with it later. <laughs> That's right. They're not in this thing though. They're not saying what the fuck he's gonna get for oh, twenty bucks though. Man. Oh wait, no, I, I take it back. He chose a double bacon cheeseburger, a deep dish apple pie, and vanilla bean ice cream as his last Ooh, meal. A pie would be nice. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, a good, the pie would be all right. I don't know if I want a double bacon cheeseburger. Now, what are you What are you doing with your twenty? Fuck twenty dollars. Uh. Chicken wings, I guess. I'll get some chicken wings. <laughs> I won't even clean my face off. Just fucking all over my fucking face. Blue, blue cheese everywhere. No, they'd bring you ranch. Ah, oh, you dick! Piss you off, fuckers! That's what finally kills you. You just have a heart attack because of the. Where's the celery, you fucks? Oh, God. What would you get, man? Fuck, I don't know. Pasta of some kind. Pasta? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Probably just like a really fancy uh, mac and cheese, maybe with some like, uh, one of the best meals I've ever had was uh -huh. in uh, Illinois at a place, fuck, I don't remember what it's called, we went there one time, right. it's, we were just passing through, and uh, we stopped there to eat, and it was white cheddar mac and cheese Ooh. with uh, barbecue rib meat. Nice. Sprinkled over. Oh my god, it was the this greatest, greatest thing I've ever had and I've never been back again because it's in Illinois. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, but yeah, so probably something like that. Sure. They could figure that out. In fact, my, my daughter enjoyed the mac and cheese so much. Yeah. She never talks to people, never like addresses the waiter at all usually. Uh -huh. She's just very timid about that kind of stuff. Yeah. She asked them, she asked the guy if she could have the recipe. Really? She's like, will you go back and see if you can get the recipe so we can make this at home. Right. 
And the guy goes, well, we can't give you the recipe, but I can certainly go back and tell him that you enjoyed uh, his meal or whatever. Right. And she was like, okay, that's cool. Like, Was this a fancy restaurant? No, or? not really. It was like a strip mall like situation. Oh. And it was like on the end cap of a strip mall. Right, right. right. And yeah, it was just, a, it was called Sweet Peas, I think, <laughs> is the name of the place. Yeah. Sweet Peas Mac and Cheese. Yeah, dude. It was, oh, it was, and it was like home of the famous... So it was like tater tots or uh, sure. chicken tenders, I want to say. Yeah, was there like yeah, specialty yeah. or some shit? There is no world famous chicken tenders. No, Sorry. like if chicken tenders are like the epitome of your like awesomeness, then you're, yeah. you're doing it wrong. So. You're doing it wrong. But yeah, it was great though. Well, that's it, man. We're done. Fuck. We're, we're like hour ten into it right about now. So. Everybody stopped listening before this part anyway. Oh, yeah. People yeah. stopped listening a long time ago. So uh, anything you want to plug, man? You want to uh, plug Sunday, man, S- Sunday Slaw. And Sunday Slaw. Bear, bear Boards and Tables. Bear Boards and Tables, yeah. <laughs> and Magic JVM. Magic JVM, yeah. Magic JVM, so. J, or the B stands for uh, Big Dick or whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it. I mean, yeah, if you guys are interested, look at all this shit. These little, I know, all this These little clay. Stuff. Yeah, I made all these little polymer clay things. Uh, it's sweet. I make stuff out of clay. I make stuff out of fucking paint and drawings and stuff and whatever else. If you guys need anything, let me know. We'll figure it out. Well, I'm busy. Me. I'm busy right now, but eventually I'm going to have time to do stuff. So. All right, that's good. All right, everybody, that's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. Do those things that Matt just said. Sign up for the Patreon, you fucks. Sign up for the Patreon, you cheap fucks. I actually, I have the most Patreon subscribers now than I've ever had. Six? You six. got all six at once? <laughs> six all with, at once. Without, it, without them cycling through? Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's, it's fucking, I don't understand it, but people uh, give me five bucks, so I appreciate that. Uh, they can check out my Patreon, or not my Patreon, my Macari. Hell yeah. Where I sell all my sports shit. Every day, new dumb fucking idiots, new lowballers, <laughs> unreal. Uh, are you able to just remove offers? Like, do you have to take offers? Because uh, my wife gave up on it. My wife just says, "Fuck the offers, I'm done." Like yeah. she, she just puts it at the price she wants, and then if they decide I, that's what they're getting, that's what they get. I think I can. Yeah. I just need to go back and look at it. Sure. So it's but just, it's also fun to get offers too. Sometimes yeah. I just it's I just had this weird full size football helmet on there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's not a real. It's like the NFL on RCA for whatever reason. It was RCA televisions. Way back in the day, they had a weird promotion with the NFL, I guess, and uh, it's a full-size helmet. Like, a, an adult yep. human being could wear this helmet. It's brand new, still in the box. It's super weird. Yeah. And I had really nothing to compare it to, so I was trying to sell it for 60 and I keep getting these people wanting to buy it for 40 Yeah. And I'm like, eat my balls. Sure. Eat yeah. my balls. Yeah, go find it elsewhere, you fuck. And then when you can't, you come back yeah. and you buy it Yeah, and that's 60. essentially what I say. Yeah. I was like... I tell people like go find it cheaper, and then when you can't, come back and buy this. What's the, what's the favorite thing you've sold so far? Like something you didn't. Th- I get that's a different question, right? Like, yeah. What is the thing you never thought you would have sold that sold, or what is the favorite thing that you've had that you've sold? And have you ever regretted selling something? Like, have you ever been like, oh, I uh, wish I still had this well, thing? Well, the one that it's it's not a regret. It's just me like not knowing what I had. Oh, okay. So you sold I, it for too little. And, yes, yeah. I had a, a USA soccer jersey mm. that I sold. I think I sold for like thirty bucks or maybe twenty five bucks, and, and I it, sold it like, like five minutes or something. It sold pretty and quick, yeah. and then you know, ten minutes after I sold it, this guy comes back and he's like, "You could have sold it for a oh, And I'm man. like. 
you know, and that's what I, I was like, where were you 10 minutes ago, sure, right? Yeah. You, you fucking fuck. And, and then he would have bought it for $25, whatever. Sure. And it's just one of those things of like, I try to do research on stuff when I get it. I'm like, I, to compare it to things. But then ultimately, sometimes you're just like, I don't know. Like, I sold a couple bracelets the other day. I sold six bracelets for 18 bucks. Yeah. And then I had, after I sold them, and I had another lady come back. I would have paid you double what you sold it for. I'm like, uh, you know, I, I try to sell shit at a, a reasonable price because I don't want to handle it. I don't right. want to deal with Fox trying yeah, to lowball know, it. Like, if you look right now, around the corner here from this room, yeah. there is literally a wall of boxes of shit that's sure. already currently posted on eBay yeah. that just isn't going to go anywhere. It's right. stuff that I was putting up on eBay before I gave the job to my wife, like before my, my wife took over. Wow. There's still things that I posted years uh-huh. ago that yeah. are still cycling every month. They come back up and we just post them again because they're already posted. What sure. the fuck? Sure. And every once in a while, someone buys something that I posted five years ago. Wow. And I'm like, well, I guess they finally found it. <laughs> I sold one of those elf mugs that Did you gave you? the narwhals. The narwhals? Okay. Yeah, for like five bucks. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Get rid of all of them. I was like, yeah, I was like, get rid of it. I sold uh, one of the pog things that you gave me. Nice. I did that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably. Um, I sold uh, an autographed Buffalo Bills jersey that I had. That was nice to sell. It wasn't like I regret selling it. Okay. I, I had two of them, so I was like, all right. So I sold the one at a price that like paid for both, yeah. kind of. So it was one of those things for me. So and, you know, every once in a while, you get like you post weird shit, and then it sells immediately, and you're like, what the fuck? And then, like you said, sometimes I've had stuff up there that. People aren't. I don't even know if it's like people are seeing it anymore. Right, it's from yeah. the beginning of when yeah. you started this whole thing. And I have people fucking dealing with shit. But if anyone wants sports shit, go check out my Macari. There's a link on my uh, Twitter and Instagram page. You can see that. Um, and yeah, check out the Patreon. If you uh, if you like this shit, you'll love that shit because it's just the same shit, just more of the shit. It's kind of yeah. like PBR at a shit. <laughs> Also, yeah, we just want to make sure that this episode is sponsored by... Sponsored by PBRNA. <laughs> the NA stands for uh, not not absolute. Able uh, to drink this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is It is not good. But uh, All right, everybody, that's it. I'm done. Bye. Bye. We'll see you later. Okay, bye. 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 bye.